Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Journey of Joy Day 35, Ultimate Episode 128. Sometimes when we fail or fall, or we might fail, we get so full of darkness that we see nothing but the darkness. I mentioned a little bit about this in the previous episode, so some of this will be a recap. We want nothing other than for it to all go away. And by it all, I'm not talking about the darkness, I'm talking about everything else. This is the definition of despair. We are, we've all been there. We've all faced that despair. We've all faced that darkness. And if you haven't, I hate to say more power to you, because even Christ himself faced that moment. And I'll talk about that uh, here shortly. But it's very, very important for our growth to see the darkness and recognize that it's there. Maybe not necessarily in ourselves, but at the very minimum that it exists in the world around us. Um, in, in the Hitchhiker's Guide for the Galaxy, if you've ever had a chance to read that, in one of the books, I think it's either three um, or four, I think it's three, I guess it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, there is a, a way that um, one of the societies has learned to um, to uh, to inflict punishment, and that is to put them in a room and show them how minuscule they are compared to the rest of the universe around them. And they see that they are nothing upon nothing upon nothing upon nothing. And when you look at it from that standpoint, the darkness of the universe around us can be almost oppressive. Um, one of the coolest things about going up high in high altitude in like mountain ranges and far away from the city lights is you can see so much of the stars. And if you lay on the ground and you look up into the sky when it's clear and it's night, and especially when the moon is down as well as the sun and all you can see is the stars, is you see this vastness of darkness, this black abyss with just specks of light. If you allow yourself for just a moment to feel like you're falling into that blackness, it can be terrifying. It can be vertigo almost. Now, it is still truly beautiful and amazing, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this to illustrate the fact that, um, that, that darkness, this despair, um, can be truly terrifying, and, um, but it, again, it has to be something that we need to learn to recognize that darkness exists and that, um, that even in the example I gave, those specks of light, those stars that are millions upon millions upon billions of light years away, their light still hits us and penetrates that vast ocean of darkness. The light will always win, no matter what. So when you have this despair, when you have this fear, this is your moment. Christ showed us the way. One of the best acts of his mortal portion of the atonement was when he was alone. He even asked why his father had forsaken him. So to give a quick recap of this, um, Christ's atonement, uh, it began before his birth and it will end well after his resurrection. We don't know enough or understand enough about its true beginning and endings. But when we think about the atonement, we typically focus in on the last couple of days of his mortal life. When he bled at the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was tortured, whipped, had the crown of thorns put on his head, and then ultimately crucified on the cross. Throughout the course of all of this, 
one of the things that a lot of times we miss is that he had help throughout most of it. And and that help, I'm not talking about somebody holding the burden for him, but he had support. Somebody was there to try to help him. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he bled from every pore, it talks about how that he was administered by angels, or at least an angel. And I don't know much of the way of the specifics. Um, I'm no scriptorian, but I am sure that at a minimum, while he was suffering eternal torment uh, to get through the atonement, that there had to be a small amount of comfort in knowing that he had somebody there with him to help him through that. But at the end of his mortal ministry, while he was hanging on the cross and he was concluding this portion of the atonement, he had to do the last bit alone. It had to be completely on him with zero help and zero support from anybody who could do anything. And that was when he asked God, why hast thou forsaken me? He knew full well. It was more of an acknowledgement. I would argue probably more for our benefit than anyone's to know that he was, he was, he was suffering beyond eternal torment and he was completely and utterly alone, at least for one brief moment. And we are not sure how long that lasted. And it wasn't too long thereafter that he did eventually give up the ghost and pass. But one of the things that this illustrates for us, one of the most important things that this illustrates for us is that no matter how dark or disparaging our mortal existence can be, that we are promised that we will never be left alone, that Christ did so many things that none of us will ever have to go through, and that particular thing was one of them, is that we will always have somebody there to be able to help us, uh, the Holy Ghost, uh, Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, uh, other angels, um, but we will never, ever, 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 ever be alone. The only times that we are ever alone is really, as we've talked about before, perception is king. Reality is perception. If we believe that we're alone is when we're alone. Are we really alone? No. And I realize that it feels like I'm repeating myself, but if we think that we're alone, then we are perceiving that and that has become our reality. But that doesn't actually mean we're alone. There is doubtlessly somebody there who is trying to help us, but we've dropped that wall down. We have put up that barrier. We've done something to reflect the light for it to go somewhere else so that we can drown in that darkness. Um, Acknowledge the darkness. It is real. It is also of the adversary. Pray that the darkness will be lifted. I can tell you from personal experience that those exact words will work. Even if it just gives you that brief moment where you can see that star in the distance, you can see the North Star, you can see something that says that light has punctured the darkness. Oh, I'm still surrounded by it. But there is that brief glimpse of light and it will continue to grow. Allow the light in through and hope and then act. Remember the emotion of hope is what drives us to act. It is the motive. That light will help to trigger that hope. It will give us that warmth, like lighting a fire, even if it is just striking a single match. It won't make the problem go away. It may not even make it easier, but, and this is the most important part, and I want to illustrate this time and time again, easier does not mean better. Better does not mean easier. But when we say that prayer, when we get that hope, when we get that light, it will make things better embrace the hope. Remember you're worth it. Smile and be happy. 
Find joy in the journey. Thank you for listening.